0: Do not receive it to no purpose. Don't frustrate the grace of God. To, point to the next page, page 8, point B at the top, we must not be found frustrating the grace of God. Galatians 2.21 warns us against living as if the resurrection of Jesus Christ did not complete God's plan of salvation. Listen to Galatians 2.21. Paul said, therefore I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat its very purpose. I do not set aside and invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace, the unmerited favor of God. For if justification or righteousness, acquittal from guilt, had come through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ the Messiah would have died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. His death would have then been wholly superfluous. You hear what he's saying? Again, this is why I wrote the, or had typed these out on the Amplified, because I want you to meditate on these verses. He said, don't, don't do it. He said, justification, which is what we do have now through the grace of God. He said, it never could have come from observing the law. He said, if it could have, then all of Jesus' death and resurrection was groundless. In other words, there was no reason for it to happen. Don't frustrate the grace of God. Point two, definition of the word frustrate. The Greek word for frustrate is atheteo. It means to set aside by implication to disesteem, to neutralize, or to violate, cast off, despise, disannul, bring to naught, reject. I mean, imagine how heaven feels when heaven, when God the Father actually knows the price that's been paid for you and I to be free. And then we choose to reject that freedom or we choose to set it aside and say, well, I may be right with God, but so, I mean, what? <laughs> what difference does it make? Well, it should make every difference to the world. See, again, I think I said at the very beginning of the course, it's on the notes, a revelation of the grace of God will make you bold before the devil and it will humble you before God. But you will not back off the devil because you'll realize all the devil can do is accuse you, lie to you. I mean, he is the father of lies and tell you what's going to happen in your future. But that's why you got to know what God said. And you got to say, listen, if we want to talk about it, when the devil says it to you, we have this old saying we used to say, if the devil starts to talk to you about how bad your future looks, why don't you tell him about what his future is going to be like? (laughs) You need to read the book to him, remind him of his future. Isaiah 14 says he's going to be cast into this pit and all the kings of the world are going to gather around the side of that and look at him and say, do you mean this is the dude that shook nations and caused kings to tremble? You understand that? That's what it says in Isaiah 14, that when they actually see him for what he is, because remember he's a deceiver, but you've made him so big rather than magnify God, the world's taught us to magnify the devil and what you magnify grows larger and larger and larger. When you magnify the power of sin, the power of sin grows larger and larger and larger. If you'll just start magnifying God, he'll grow larger and larger and larger. And your vision and the sin thing begins to diminish and loses its power over you. That's what this grace message is about. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to break the power of sin, and he did. Point three, through this gift of grace, God has filled us with himself, Scripture tells us. We've been made complete in him. This is a verse I've always had fun with, but listen to Colossians 2, 9 and 10. Now, let me me ask you, do any of you have a problem with verse nine? Let's read verse nine together. Verse nine says, for in him, Jesus, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression to the divine nature. Now look up at me. Does anybody have any problem with believing that about Jesus Christ? Right. In other words, it's, it's, we, can, we can say absolutely, right? Absolutely. In Jesus, the whole fullness of the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression to the divine nature, right? But what do you do with the next verse? Did we just throw that verse away? Do we say it's not in the Bible? What does it say? And you are in him made full And having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. Does it say that's in the future tense, past tense, or present tense? It's present tense. Let me tell you something. It being filled with... Now, I don't say you have to understand that yet. The Bible says, God's Word says... Without faith, it's impossible to believe Him. This is why faith is a big deal. You have to choose to believe this by beginning to confess it. I am now already complete in Him. I mean, I'm filled with the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. I say this over and over again to people. If being filled with the fullness of the, Father, the Godhead bodily, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, can't put you over in life, What will? What will? Now, listen, you can either take this scripture as just a Bible scripture and a teaching and just kind of scratch your head and say, that's a neat verse. Or you can say, Father, this is too good. This is too big for me to comprehend. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teacher of the church, I need you to really teach me about this. I need you to show me this because Rod can't show me this. My pastor can't show me this. You're going to have to show me this. But it's in the book, isn't it? Now, in the King James, the authorized version, it says, and you too, in him you are complete. It says complete. Now, the reason I love it, like I said, I always have fun with it because this is the definition of the word complete. I've got it down here for you so you didn't think I was lying. The Greek word is plerio. It means to make replete, literally, it means to cram. <laughs> to make complete in every particular, to rend perfect, to fill to the top. But you know why I like that? I don't know in England if they're used to using the word cram, but in America they use it as slang all the time. But to cram means it's like this cup here. Look, see this cup? It's, it's like if I had this cup right here and I had, I don't know what, to put in it, paper, paper, cotton, 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 and it's like if I filled this to the top and then I wasn't satisfied with that, I kept putting more in it. And then I kept cr- and I crammed and I kept stuffing and I stuffed and I stuffed and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I'm cramming this thing full. Not just if it's full, i mean cramming it. This scripture says, you've been crammed with God. Now, I didn't write the book. I didn't write the book. Is, is that verse in your Bible? Is Colossians 2.10 in the book? I mean, you know, when I first saw this years ago, you see, this is what meditation word is. I was, I was reading by myself. and I remember reading that and I went, what? <laughs> I'm cram- And I started saying it. I said, this verse says I'm crammed with you. And like I said, my imagination, I got to just like... Well, cram to me like I'm gonna get that in there. I'm gonna get, get, just cram this thing. And he said, "Yes, son. If only my people understood what it meant to have Christ in them, the hope of glory." Now I've got to say something right here. I don't want to get off in this because this is really a trip. It doesn't say Jesus in you. Have you ever thought about that? You know how many people say Jesus lives in you, and I know what they mean. But nowhere in the Bible does it say Jesus lives in you. It says Christ in you. Let me tell you something. Remember, you've probably heard some of you that have heard me teach before talk about the difference between the humanity and the deity of Christ. All through the New Testament, you'll see... Have you ever wondered why it says in some places, Jesus Christ, in other places it says Christ Jesus? Or you see Him referred to as the Son of Man, but then in other places He's called the Son of God. You ever thought about that? That's because it's called... In Bible colleges, it's a study, but the point is, is this... Every single time you see the word Jesus precede Christ, it speaks of his humanity. Every single time you see Christ before Jesus, it speaks of his divinity or his deity, his God. Every time you see the Son of Man, it speaks to his humanity. Every time you see the Son of God, it speaks to his deity. Again, there's a lot of reasons this becomes important because, you know, do you know that not one healing, not one healing in the Bible and the four gospels was done by Christ Jesus or the Son of God? Every healing was done by Jesus Christ and the Son of Man. You know why that's important? Because if it was done by Christ Jesus or by the Son of God, it would have meant that God did these things. But God didn't do the, now don't mishear me now, man anointed by God. Jesus did these miracles through his humanity, but his humanity anointed of the spirit of God. Now this is important because you see, if it was through his deity, then none of us could have ever been able to say, but this is why Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. Now That's vital. But listen to me. You've been crammed. It says with the fullness of the Godhead bodily and Christ is in you. (laughs) I mean, Deity has come to live inside of you. This is why hell's had to work for years to lie and cheat and deceive and tell you that you're lacking and you're always going to be under and nothing can ever work for you and that you're just forever going to be in this problem and you'll never get your healing. You can never be normal. You can never be well. You can never be free from financial problems. No, no. You know, and you've got to rise up and say, wait a second, Christ is in me. If I'm somebody who's been crammed, i sorry, I like that. If I've been somebody who's been crammed with the fullness of the Godhead bodily, then bless God, I'm not gonna act like a loser or think like a loser. I refuse to, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I'm not gonna receive and believe the report of this world. Hallelujah, well, I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus. That's all I know, that's how I got free.